Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. What up, y'all? It's Tiva from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which can be a trying existence at times, and well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Well, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and you know stuff going on all the time. Uh, when you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play, okay? Spread, money line, over-unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late. You got your party late, you're hanging out with the fellas, the girlfellas, whatever the point is. Live betting, I mean, you can jump right in, you can bet with your friends, and you too can be cheered for these same things. So, what are you waiting for, okay? Download the FanDuel app today, and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS. 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 1 888 7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it, Indiana. 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP. Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. Maryland. 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Snaps. Welcome back to Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Aver, joined, as always, by the legend QB1, Mr. Aaron Murray. I'm looking at my shot here, though, Brum. Did we lose Aaron? And Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, Brum, are we doing like a new live production thing here? Well, like, do I get like a solo 30 shot to start? looked awful because I did oh, not. Oh, okay. Because uh, you guys as landing never sit in the same spot, so I had to fix you guys real quick. I literally I mean, have not moved for a minute straight. You're you unbelievable. Are, you are one. You're lying. Two. It what? was T Bob's fault. Okay. 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 Well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Three. Three. If y'all missed snaps last week, it's Brum's fault. Okay. He went on vacation to Puerto Rico. And we're all on Brum time. And although me and Aaron are out here, I'm out here that doing the show hungover 7 a.m. on the Yacht Club Disney Boardwalk. Aaron's out here in the Bahamas ignoring his hot wife, uh, do, doing shows from the hotel. And Brum's out here gallivanting in Puerto Rico. No snaps to be had, okay? So, no. Uh, don't, I, Aaron, it's not on us. It's on Brum. Uh, no. real, real talk, to take the blame. Exactly. I agree. It's never the on-air personality's fault. It's always the the producer's fault. Uh, no, not really. I, I, I love Brum. He's, he's incredible. And I love y'all. We did miss you. And I do want to apologize. I do not feel... Um, I do not feel that we did a great job of communicating that we were going to be off for a week. And that's on us. We have to be better in the future. I had multiple people reach out wondering if we got canceled. We are not canceled. We are rolling. And you know why? It's because y'all help us out every day, right? You help us out by hitting the like button here on YouTube. You help us out by rating and reviewing the show on the podcast, wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, or whatever. And you help us out by telling your friends about it. Um, Thomas Dare says, got one for the You Got Pegged segment if it comes back, which I guess we could bring that back as a segment. Um, and then goes on to talk about Dr. Pershing, who if you don't know who that is, I'm not going to tell you who that is because I don't want you to understand who that is. Um, all right. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a lot of quarterback today as uh, we're going to rely on, imagine this, Aaron Murray and his institutional knowledge of the position of quarterback as we look to see who should be drafted one overall. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, you got the Panthers trading all the way up to number one, which I don't think we've done a show or maybe we haven't since, since they did that, a massive move by Carolina, who's also loading up with other moves as well, trying to get good. Uh, and it is gambling season, just an excellent weekend of March Madness, college baseball, all this other stuff. Well, we have season win totals. That's right. Mm -hmm. And even though it's not the smartest because there's still spring ball and plenty more information, I am going to bet every single win total pick that we give you today as we go through some of the major teams around the entire country. So as always... Let's come and have some fun for an hour. Aaron, what's up, man? How was your break? Break was was lonely. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Bob. I no. missed you. I miss Brum. I miss the boys. I miss our incredible loyal supporters uh, who are yeah. with us day in and day out. So, yes, I will reiterate with T-Bob. 
we are sorry for the miscommunication, the amount of tweets and messages I got last night. Like, did you guys get fired? Is there no more snaps? I'm like, no, 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 no. We're no. just on vacation. We'll be back the next week. So uh, it was good to get a little, uh, you know, a little chill time, get ready for March Madness. But we're back to work, baby. March Madness yeah. has been great. But, you know, we're getting ready for the draft, too. So we're going to break down, like T-Bob said, some great quarterbacks and then um, some sexy lines that we're going to start putting some money on now as we get ready for the next season. Also, college baseball is back, and if you're mm-hmm. a Texas A&M fan, suck it. Uh, Georgia, suck it. 0-3 start. Uh, Tennessee, suck it. Getting swept by Mizzou. Things you all love to see. Um, Aaron, did you play any golf over the break? Thomas Dare in the chat wants to know. <laughs> did I? Did I? There's a bear shit in the woods. Yes, I played golf during the break. Anytime your boy gets some days off, uh, I'm like T-Bob. I'm at the golf course. I'm grinding no, away. You know, I, I learned from the best. I learned from the best. T-Bob is on our group chat sharing swings, uh, you know, his, his thoughts on how to become a better golfer. And I'm like, damn, I want to be like T-Bob. Those big, massive Phil Mickelson calves uh, on the golf course. There's cows. a reason why T-Bob looks a lot tanner than he did two weeks ago is because he's been hitting the range hard, ready to go for, uh, for spring golf season. Rumor on the street, too, uh, is T-Bob has like four passes to the Masters that he may take no. a couple lucky fans to. So, no, so wait, that, that's just living that's the dream. Such a, that's such a weird lie to project there at the end because <laughs> that's literally you, isn't it? Like, like, like in a world where nobody actually has Masters uh, passes, in a world where people have to win lotteries and like very successful people who should be able to can't get their hands on them, you have a year in and year out connection to the Masters, don't you? I do not have a year in year. Actually, I do. I do, but it's only for yeah, one ticket. Exactly. I am looking. I am looking for multiple. I'm looking for one more for Friday. So if anyone listening knows anyone who may have one extra Friday pass, um, nice. We'll so you're going to take me with here. you? You're saying we'll, we'll snap you? Said so yeah. No, 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 no. What? I don't know. I thought, but I thought like I was Golf Bob now. I thought you know. I thought like okay, fine, what? fine, Golf Bob. We can do shows live from outside the Masters. That'd be sick. Does Colin have That'd any hookups, sick. Brum? Does Colin have some hookups with the uh, with with the Masters? No pressure. S- snaps outside from Augusta. In three <laughs> <weeks>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's only three Come weeks on. away to get it done. It's so hard. What's so hard? Um, also, congratulations to us. Uh, I finally got my vasectomy consultation, and Aaron has his on the books. So although we are still weeks away from the actual cutting of the nuts, uh, we are moving forward for all of you who are out there wondering, which I know many of you loyal listeners were. Mm. Um, Speaking of cutting nuts, it's nut cutting time, boys. Okay. It's almost time for the NFL draft, which means you got to make some brass tax decisions about what's to be done. By the way, did you know that nut cutting time actually has nothing, nothing to do with testicles? Have you like have you ever heard the saying nut cutting? It has to deal with and you have like a a nut like roasted like or uh, a nut like rusted onto a bolt, and so the only solution left is to actually cut the nut with like I don't know pliers or whatever. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty shocking. That's just a little fun aside. Uh, what we're here to talk about is Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. Who should be the number one overall pick in the NFL? And you're like, oh, but T-Bob, what about Anthony Richardson? And I feel you, dude. I feel you. What about Anthony? I mean, the cat who is a physical freak, best relative athletic score of all time at the combine for quarterback, touchdown to pick ratio of 12 to 2 over the final six games. But look, let's be clear. 
Anthony Richardson is going to the Colts at four. Indianapolis fans are ecstatic. He's not going to climb to one. Okay. And so, and so we are accepting that. I am accepting that as a truth going into this. I think that the Carolina Panthers traded up to take either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. And, well, the sports book at fanduel.com slash sportsbook, who helps put on this show, uh, would back that. As Aaron, right now, CJ Stroud minus 220, Bryce Young plus 250, which, like, in terms of value, I, I love betting Bryce Young at plus 250 to be first overall. Anthony Richmond plus 350, Levis plus 3,000, and then Jalen Carter plus 10,000, Will Anderson plus 10,000. So it's going to be um, one of the QBs. Likely it's going to be Stroud or Young. Aaron, before we get into some great information and articles that I've been looking up, do you have a uh, leader in your clubhouse just when you were first posed this question who you think should be number one overall? Yeah, I'm leaning Stroud. I'm leaning Stroud heavy, and especially because the last time I saw C.J. Stroud play a football game was him dicing up Georgia football and and that defense. The defense had been dominant all year long, and seeing him do that, I was like, wow. Like, it wasn't the throwing because I knew he was a good thrower. You know, I even go back to early in the season. I remember a play versus Notre Dame where he had all out blitz. It was a cover zero blitz, so it's man on man on the outside. Usually, they're bringing one more than you have to to protect you, and he knew it. He recognized it. He saw it. He kind of retreated back. They're about the 25, 30-yard line. He starts retreating, throws an absolute dime on a skinny post from the slot for a touchdown. I'm like, damn. Like, recognition, seeing the blitz, film study, and then obviously, you know, taking that into from practice into the actual game, and then go out there and executing it on that high of a level, game of the week, um, without your top receiver who got hurt earlier on the game. I was like, okay, this kid is, is legit. We knew it. We knew he was pretty darn good after last season. And he just had a really good year. It was it was a little bit quiet. wasn't anything sexy, as we've talked about before. It's kind of what is expected of an Ohio State quarterback. You go out there and you put up yeah. great stats, and you kind of get numb to it at some point as a fan. You're like, okay, we get it. Like it's going to happen again this year. But plays like that, and then the plays that he made versus Georgia, in and outside the pocket, actually taking off and running at times, kind of showing some speed and athleticism. Some of the throws he made on the run while being flushed from the pocket from that great defensive line. I was like, that guy, he has checked off every single box that I want. Good size, 6'3", 220, great arm strength, uh, has shown mobility, has shown accuracy both in and outside the pocket, has played well in big-time games. I'm like, There's nothing that he has not accomplished as a quarterback. And the same thing can be said about Bryce. Bryce is, is any big time game from, you know, Texas and that two minute drive to the way he played throughout the season, the way he played in the Sugar Bowl, which I had an opportunity to kind of see and, and do. Everything's the same when it comes to that. Obviously, a little bit more athletic, maybe not as strong as an arm, just as accurate. But you know how I feel about his size. He, he measured at 5'10, measured at 5'10, yeah. 205. He's probably going to play at 190. I just, that four or five inch difference to me is, is that's, the, that's the big key. You're talking about a guy that's 5'10 compared to a guy that's 6'2 and a half, 6'3. And yeah. longevity of a career, being able to play at the highest of high levels, I think that's a pretty big deal. So that's, to me, that's the, the make or break because CJ has shown everything else that you want from a starting quarterback. Yeah, so in case you don't listen to a lot of snaps, um, you may maybe be saying this, but, but I do find the overall quarterback evaluation fascinating this year from a – template standpoint right or in terms of answering okay what does the nfl actually care about because bryce young and we'll see this when we dive into numbers bryce young objectively i think has the best film but the worst body cj stroud is right behind him film wise 
but ahead of him body-wise. Will Levis probably ahead of him body-wise, but way behind film-wise. And then Anthony Richardson mm -hmm. by far has the best body, but also by far has the worst film, right? So who, like, I'm fascinated to see a couple of things. What do NFL teams value? Like, I mean, at four, is it Levis or Richardson? Yep. Right? And then I also want to see how do these guys end up doing in their careers? And will that then change valuations going forward? So although this isn't a sexy quarterback class like uh, Penix and Caleb Williams and 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 Drake May for next year, uh, this, this is a quarterback class that could have some massive ramifications on how we think about quarterback going forward. Like if Anthony Richardson turns into another um, Josh Allen type of story, then all of a sudden these athletic freaks, they're going to continue to get their thumb put on the scale. Mm -hmm. If he ends up going bust, well, then Josh Allen kind of remains a bit of the outlier. Um, all right, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, one great point I love that you made, Aaron. If CJ does become the number one pick, it was absolutely the Georgia film that did it. Yep. Um, that was – he was fantastic. And then I'm glad that you brought up Bryce Young and – the clutch gene, something that is uh, kind of laughably, you know, you can, you can, you can be, um, legit. yeah, you can be flipping about it and you can make jokes about people talking about the clutch gene, but it is legit. And, 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 yeah. and there's something there and, and there is nobody in college football that I wanted to see less when mm -hmm. I, my team was trying to protect the lead or the game on the line than Bryce Young. Like, even though they lost to LSU, it was not Bryce Young's fault. He made every yeah. single play that he could to win that game. To put him back to overtime. He put it yes, into overtime. That's what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the defense that did not do it as Brum tries well, to come at us asking if the clutch gene exists. Yes, the exists. The, yes, the clutch gene does. It. Ask Tom Brady about that clutch gene. Um, yeah, ask Tom Brady. You look Brum. at the. Yeah, Brum, greatest quarterback of all time. Goat. Uh, the difference between the NFL and college football is the the. The difference between winning a football game and losing a football game is significantly low. You're go it, it is literally Georgia versus Alabama almost every single weekend. I mean, we, every Sunday you turn on the film or you turn on you know whatever CBS, Fox, ESPN, and you're watching the game. NBC, it's within most of, most games were within a touchdown and most games are within a field goal and they come down to a two minute drive. Yeah. College football, these big time yeah. teams, man, they, like. They, 90% of the time, it's a blowout. 90% of the time, you know, CJ and Bryce and Stetson and, you know, Caleb Williams, most of the time, those guys are on the bench in the fourth quarter, kind of sitting back, having a hot dog, having a good time. They're not putting that stressful situation for 17, 18 games, having to put the ball in their hands on two minute drives to go out there and win a football game. So I do think that's legit. NFL teams know you win and lose games. 50, 60, 70% of the time on a two-minute drive, whether it's your defense yeah. or your offense is going to have to make a play. So knowing that my quarterback has the cojones to sit in there when all hell's breaking loose, when all the pressure on the world is on them, and is calm enough to move a team down the field in a minute to either get a field goal or a touchdown to win the game, that's a big deal. You do two or three of those, that's two or three wins that get you into a playoff. That gets Straight everyone up. more money. That makes the fans happy. And if I know a quarterback is a better at that than another one, and I know half my games are going to come down to a two-minute drive, then maybe you do consider Bryce that first pick in the draft because he is the best. He's one of the best two-minute drive quarterbacks that I've seen in a long time. I'm with you. Like there is no one I want in this draft class when 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 the ball is in and we need a touchdown and we got to march 70 yards in a, in a minute and 30 seconds. I'm picking Bryce every single time. Yeah. So th I think that's a huge plus for him. 
It's a huge plus. He is calm, cool, collective, everything you want inside the pocket in those situations. And um, it's only going to help his draft stock. So let's start to dive in to a pretty fantastic article on this very subject that came out a couple of weeks ago from ESPN.com where they 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 dove into the analytics okay they came up with five mm -hmm. areas in which they were going to evaluate these quarterbacks uh how they dealt with pressure how they threw the deep ball their overall accuracy on short to intermediate routes um how they were out of the pocket and how they were throwing the nfl out route a throw that you can give mm -hmm. us some further insight air into just how tough that throw is to make right um, and, and, and so they dove in the numbers and then they combined it with Todd McShay, who had formed his, uh, opinions based on watching film. And they tried to see, okay, were there disconnects? Like, where did the numbers look different than what the film said? And let's just go here, uh, bit by bit. Let's start with pressure. And when you look at total QBR when pressured and total QBR when blitzed, uh, I mean, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young were uh, very clearly the the winners here with mm -hmm. uh, Bryce Young being maybe slightly more than Stroud. So total QBR when pressured. And again, this is not when blitzed. This is when, uh, now it could be a blitz, but this is when either like, yep. uh, uh, you know, your O-lineman lost, somebody breaks through, you are under pressure. C.J. Stroud led the way a 30.6 QBR. Bryce Young, though, right there at 30.1. And to provide some context on that 30 number, the other players that achieved that since 2013, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, mm. Mac Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold. So not a perfect group, but a pretty damn good one, right? Like, like it's, a, it's a pretty good group to be a part of. Mostly all very good. Um, and then after that, the only other numbers that are really interesting on the pressured side, um, Hinden Hooker really struggled. He was incredible against the Blitz, as we'll see in a second, but it gets pressure, and you saw that in the Georgia game. He was not great. So as you, you start to wonder, well, why is Hooker not more in this conversation? I would imagine, Aaron, that this is probably a key reason why. Well, yeah, it, it's a problem, one. And two, obviously, you know, he really hasn't had the ability to go out there and help his draft stock a ton. Like, yeah, he was great on yeah, he was great in, on the board and, and senior day. I'm sure he was great at the combine. and. You know, measurables are great. He's great size and, and, and all those check the box. But there's a couple things that do knock Hendon. One, he hasn't been able to go out there and, and, and play in the senior bowl to show them that they can run a pro-style offense. He wasn't able to go out there and throw on, 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 on the, the, the scouting combine. He's going to have to execute this pro down on what his pro day is going to look like. You know, I was in a similar situation to Hendon where, you know, I wasn't able to do all those things. All I could do was get on the board, but I had a makeshift yep. pro day where I did throw, wasn't able to do everything, was able to throw a little bit to kind of just give a progress report of where I am in my recovery for the NFL scout. So he's probably, I would assume, do the same thing if, if recovery's on schedule right now. So he hasn't been able to do a lot of stuff to help him. Um, but yeah, th there are a couple of things that we've, one, we've already talked about, two-minute drive, can you handle two-minute drive? And two, can you handle pressure? You know, as you move up these levels, just like anything in life mostly, it gets harder. And it gets faster and your ability to process has to be better as a quarterback. So, you know, high school football, I'm going against high school football. I'm watching film every single day. It's cover three, it's cover four. You may get a little nickel blitz off the, off the slot. That's about all you get. It was so easy. We would call four verticals and I would throw five, <laughs> six touchdowns a game because all I would do is look the safety one way and throw it the other way. I mean, it's stupid. Go watch my highlights. All it is Hell is cover yeah. three and you want to call cover four, we'll just throw double post. You move to college. 
you see a little bit difference. You know, you go, you see a little bit zero, some quarters, some some quarter, quarter half, little three, little one. You you, you take it up a notch, and again, the speed gets faster. You see your basic blitzes, some saw, all that. You move to the NFL, all of a sudden you're going three down, four down. Everyone's standing up, uh, single high, two high, no high to two. High. I mean, there is so much going on that you have to process where if you can't get that done at the level before the minor leagues, what makes you feel like you can get it done at the next level at a consistent Fair. clip, especially early on? So everything gets faster. Everything gets more complicated. And so, yes, that is a little bit of a knock on him. I think to me, the biggest knock on Hendon fundamentally is Hendon's arm tends to to lower when he throws the football. You saw a lot of balls sail on him. A lot of times the receivers are having huh. to jump in the air about 10 yards down the, you know, that in that 10 to 15 yard range, jumping up to catch the football. And you're kind of like, man, he's a big kid. Why is that doing that? It's because he overstrides and his elbow tends to drop, causing the ball to sail. So I'm sure these are a lot of fundamental work that he's working right now, keeping a more of a compact base getting his arm up, able to drive the ball. If he can prove that to me at his pro day, that he looks a little bit more smooth with that, I'd feel a little bit better. But um, a lot of it comes with pressure too. When you feel pressure and you can't step into a throw, you kind of fall back, you overstride and the elbow drops, ball sail and you're a lot more inaccurate. So these are all things, like I said, that that you know he has the tools to get better at. I don't think it's a big, big concern, but he's going to have to show them at the pro day. So, okay, so then getting back to uh, Young and Stroud here, that was a total QBR when pressured. They both were over 30. By the way, the national average was 14. Okay, so they're double the national average. The national average QBR when blitzed was 59.4. C.J. Stroud checks in at 85.3. Bryce Young, 89.9 QBR uh, when blitzed. So, Nobody better in the country at recognizing mm -hmm. what a defense was trying to do and then how to immediately take advantage of it uh, than Bryce Young. But, I mean, look, I, I want to be clear. I, I think that's a negligible, negligible difference between him and Stroud, right? I mean, Stroud against the Blitz this year, Aaron, 8.8 .8 yards per attempt, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions. 15 touchdowns, zero. And, and I always think back to that Notre Dame game where they really bottled up that Ohio State offense the entire game. And then the one time they chose to attack him, what he do? Like you said, you know, fades back, drops it in there, bam, touchdown. Mm -hmm. So um, when it's all said and done, I'm putting under pressure as a wash, right? I don't think there's a clear winner here. Uh, they're, 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 they're essentially putting up the same numbers. I agree. I will okay. say some stat list for you. Um, wait, what? I do think I do think the one difference when it comes to pressure that I would I would I would give Bryce the edge to here is the extending the play. And then we saw a little glimpse of it from CJ. Okay. You know, I'll go back and, and, and re-talk about that Georgia game. You saw that, but there is a a it at the next level, and, and even at this at the college level, you know, Caleb is great at it. The more you can buy time for your receivers the more opportunity for big plays down the field. It's really, really hard to sit back and create explosive plays in three seconds, in two and a half seconds. And that's how some, you know, that's how fast it happens. You got to make decisions in a split second. You got to get the ball out now. I mean, these guys, you saw the at the combine. These players nowadays on the defense side of the football and offense side of the football, they're six three, six four, and they're running four fours and four fives. That means that, that that quarterback has to make a decision now and get the ball out of his hand. So a lot of that is the intermediate game. That is 10, 15 yards, 
catch it. You hope for a, a tackle or a broken tackle and maybe get another 15 to create an explosive play like that. But a lot of your explosive plays are because of a quarterback getting outside the pocket, extending the plays, forcing a play to go from three to six seconds. And all of a sudden a receiver gets open down the field and then you hit him down there. So to me, Bryce is better at that. And that's something that, that I think is more enticing to NFL scouts, that consistent clip of creating explosive plays because of my ability to buy some time when things aren't open initially. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The tournament is heating up, and as always, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to one 
$1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com snaps and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, whether you're a believer in the underdogs how far could Princeton go? Or you think like Texas may get it done. Look, it's all there for you at FanDuel. So right now, sign up. FanDuel.com slash snaps. However much money you want to deposit, you can use that on a no-sweat first bet. Maybe you double it up. But if you don't, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. So let's make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 1 888 789 or visit slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it, Indiana. 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org, Maryland. 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Well, Aaron, I got good news for you. We'll jump to category Uh-oh. number four, out-of-the-pocket stats and analytics. And it looks like somebody watched the film. Because uh, Thomas here asking where is Jay Daniels? This is the only guys going in the NFL that they that they did these numbers on. But outside, oh, so inside the pocket, CJ Stroud uh, was slightly ahead of Young, an 86 QBR to 82. But outside of the pocket, Bryce Young had a 95.7 QBR. QBR, the the single Ooh. toughest metric to score high in. Bryce Young had a 95.7. CJ Stroud had a 69. Mm. It is one of the clearest differences that you will find between the two on this entire list. So without a doubt, in the extending plays, mobility with your feet, Bryce Young, the clear winner over C.J. Stroud in that regard. Uh, What about the deep ball? Uh, This was a number two um, element that they looked at here. And, oh, let me find it real quick. Okay, hold on. Here we go. And it looks like, uh, so these are throws 21 yards or more through the air downfield. Uh, C.J. Stroud had a higher completion percentage, completing 50% to Bryce Young's 45. Um, but Bryce Young was a uh, better target. He was only off target 25% of the time, whereas C.J. Stroud was off target 32% of the time. So I think think you could almost explain the completion difference there because Ohio State had much better weapons than Alabama. I, I think this tells me that yeah. Bryce Young was actually throwing a better deep ball, but that Stroud's receivers were a bit better at uh, making it pay off. Well, they were significantly better. I mean, that, that to me, the reason why Bryce Young doesn't have a national championship is because of his receivers. I think everyone realizes that. Sure. I mean, if, if he had receivers two years ago, they'd probably beat Georgia. Uh, if, if they had receivers this year, 
they're they're at least in the playoffs. They're not losing both those games. They're at least they're they're winning one of them, and they're going to be fighting for an opportunity to to be one of the final four teams at the end of the day. So he has done more with less than anyone. And 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 it's so funny as we continue to to kind of go through these categories and I talk it out. You know, I I still there is a difference, which sucks. There is a difference in talent between. Bryce and CJ. Bryce is more talented. As we go through all this, there is yeah. no question about it that Bryce is more talented. Bryce, you know, maybe a little bit less of an arm strength, but he's just as accurate. He's he's more mobile, which I think is is huge in today's game. Uh, he has that two minute drive, that it factor that I want the ball in his hands when it comes crunch time. He's just five ten. It sucks. I mean, literally, it's, yeah. it's so crazy. Like as we kind of go through these categories and break it down, the more I'm like, dude, Bryce was a baller. Like Bryce was yes, unreal. And I know, he did so I know. much with so less. <laughs> and it's not like he had crappy players. I mean, listen, he had really good receivers. He might not have had the elite receivers that CJ had. He might not have had the elite receivers that you know we're used to seeing Alabama had over the past you know, you know decade plus. So they were good, not great. There wasn't a bunch of first rounders or second rounders. But what he did to elevate their game and to take that team to another level and make that team competitive week in and week out, you're like, golly, he was good. But he's just five ten. It sucks. I know. I just hard I know. for me to wrap my brain around. And there's there's been maybe what one or two other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to have elite success as a five ten quarterback. I mean, there's so much data going against him in this size that it's like, can a guy that is that good overcome the challenges when the game is about big people? So, it is. It is a big person game. You know it. The game is about. Yeah. Giant human being. That's that's very funny. It is a giant human way, being. But no, you're exactly bigger. right. Yeah, it is right. big fucking people. They're huge. Yeah, straight up. Are you big? Uh, well, then you got. I mean, yeah. it's true. Like you can't play O line in the NFL unless you're at least like six three, three hundred, right? Like you ain't you ain't making it on there unless that's just your baseline size that you're dealing with. Oh yeah, Aaron, look. <clears throat> We're going along here, and I know I'm being a little numbers heavy, so you pretty much summed it up. I'll give you these final numbers on um, short to intermediate accuracy. Again, to your exact point, uh, Bryce Young's unbelievable. 10 yards or fewer, he had an off-target percentage of 1.8. So 98.2% of the time, Bryce Young is putting the ball exactly where it needs to be. And then when it came to 11 to 20 yards, it's at 11.9, which is third on this list. Um, where it gets interesting for Stroud here, and when I'm like, whoa, 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 is this enough of a red flag? Look, I look at, uh, okay, CJ Stroud had the best receivers, right? So in theory, throwing these routes should have been easier than anybody else. Um, I look at the fact that we see Ohio State quarterbacks and all the success that they have and how it hasn't always, always translated to the NFL. And then I look at this fact, the fact that uh, the FBS averages, the off-target average for short routes was 5.8%. CJ Stroud was at 6%. Uh, intermediate routes was 17%. CJ Stroud, 17%. So really, compared, I mean, CJ Stroud is about as accurate as your average college quarterback. And when you're talking about NFL, where maybe the biggest difference, Aaron, I will, I'll ask you, 
Is one of the biggest differences between college game and the NFL game just that the windows get tinier? Like that's what my old yeah. man always told me about. It's just like you 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 have to be able to put a ball within uh, a, a shoebox, basically, and that's your only chance of completing the ball. That's a pretty sc- those are pretty scary analytics oh. for for CJ Stroud to be putting out there to be essentially throwing at the same rate as your average college quarterback. Well, it's not only are the, the windows tighter, but you have to process so much faster. It's it's no longer you get two hitches to throw a football. It's it's you know, so so say you have your basic hook curl concept, you know, three, you're taught three hitch, let it rip. Well, college sometimes you may get three hitch and another maybe like another quick hitch just to kind of confirm that that you can able to drive that ball in there. NFL, if you take that extra hit, it's a pick. It's a pick. That's the difference. I mean, yeah. it, it it's it's accuracy, obviously because the windows are tighter, but it's also the ability to process and get the ball out on time. You talk about the big boy, throw that out route. If you don't five, you know, we'll say from under center, if you don't five, no hitch that thing and throw it on the, you know, essentially on the sidelines where it's a catch and he walks out of bounds. Say you take five and a quick hitch or you five and you throw it a yard too far inside. It's a pick. That's the difference. You can get away with it in college. NFL, it is all about timing, anticipation, trust, and just let that bitch rip. That's it. Let it rip. If you think for a split second too long and you can't process it, it's it's done deal. Night night, you're getting sacked or the ball is 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 huh. getting knocked down. Uh and and to be fair, that is where CJ Stroud gets his really only big win against Bryce Young on this analytical breakdown is he is significantly better at that NFL out route. Uh it's actually a point yeah. of struggle for Bryce Young. He only completed 40% of them. Um he was pretty accurate though at 22%, but again, that's right at the college average. Could it be explained with that? Maybe so. So at the end of the day, it's exactly what Aaron said. Bryce Young has better film, he's a more talented quarterback. But mm-hmm. CJ Stroud's very damn talented, and he's just bigger. However, after doing this exercise, push comes to shove, man. I'm falling in the Bryce Young category, and, and I, I thought you were going to say Anthony Richardson. Uh, no, 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 no. I've accepted that my boy AR isn't going number one, but I do think he's going to go number four, and it's hilarious because you have a Colts fan base that is used to having like Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and they've all convinced themselves they're going to be super excited for this project quarterback to come hang out for a couple years. I don't know that I believe them, but we'll see. Um, no, but I'm going Bryce Young, man. I, I get it. He's small. There's not a lot of precedent for that, but we live in unprecedented times. Quarterbacks are protected more than ever. And although we haven't seen a lot of 5'11 quarterbacks do what Bryce Young, uh, or excuse me, even though we haven't seen a lot of that in the NFL, we haven't seen a lot of 5'11 quarterbacks do what Bryce Young did in college either. So if I was trying to determine my franchise's future, I would go with who I believe to be the most talented QB. And 5'10. I know. I know. I don't care. I don't care. I'm I'm landing on, and I get it. CJ Stroud is probably the best film to size ratio. Uh, I don't care. Yep. I, I'm going with Bryce Young, number one overall. I love the intangibles. I love the raw football talent, and I'm just gonna bet on that young man to be able to overcome his uh, Hobbit-like size. <laughs> uh, listen. What I'm doing? What you want me? What I'm doing? Tank for. Caleb, no, tank for Drake, tank for Caleb, tank for Drake. Suck for a year, sell everything you got, and get one of those quarterbacks. 
What about don't what about don't winix for Pinnix? Huh? How about that, dude? Huh? When are you gonna show Michael Pinnix Jr. some respect and put him in that top three? Why does Pinnix do. not get in there? Because Drake and Caleb are that much better than everyone else. Penix may be number three next year. He may be number not three. Maybe. He's probably a first round quarterback. Just wait until Penix tears up the Pac-12 next year. Tears up yeah. college football. Just wait till my boy Carson Beck too. throws like 30 touchdowns with Bubba this year. Mm. <laughs> exactly. 30 touchdowns is not that tight anymore. <laughs> like That's like that's your starting quarterback for that's Georgia true. gets a shit schedule. If you don't throw 30 touchdowns, we got major problems, especially coming out of the Munkin uh, era. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, 35. Um, there you go, Carson. 35 is the Yeah, guy. yeah. Georgia fans, I think y'all should be really excited about the guy that rode the bench for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, you got a real committed guy there. He's not good enough yeah. to start, but hey, whatever, dude. He's very committed. He's, uh, no, look, I applaud. Just wait. I applaud Carson. Again, we know, but that's the problem with Georgia. We know T-Bob's so pro quitters. T-Bob's pro. That's what we learned. T-Bob is pro quitters. T-Bob is pro you know, I'm a prima donna. I didn't get my job in the first year. I'm going to go hit the transfer portal. That's that's T-Bob yeah. mentality. He is your yeah. ultimate country club fella. Plays golf, gets a great tan, is at the driving range, and when push comes to sub, he's just going to hit the portal. That's T-Bob. So I rarely bring up my own playing experience, but I will do so to heighten the absurdity of this uh, baseless attack on my character. I started three years at LSU. I never entered camp as a starter. Not once. Every fucking year, they tried to bury me on the depth chart, and I had to like fight my way into a guard or center position finally to get to start. Okay, so no, no, yeah, you're pro tank. Thank you, Thomas. Exactly. Yeah, you're pro tank. You're out here telling these fan base, these teams to lose and piss off their fan base just to get Caleb Williams. No one's gonna get pissed off when you have an opportunity to draft Caleb Williams. No one's gonna get pissed off when you can draft Caleb Williams. You're probably right. And I think there is a lot of secret tanking going on in the NFL right yeah. now to try and uh, accomplish just that. Uh, all right, let's get into some win totals. As FanDuel has win totals up on the site right now. Uh, we're mm. going to run through these, see where we land. These are regular season win totals. So, for instance, um, if, if, if it's a 10 and a half, then we're talking about a team going 11 and 1, right? This is not 12 and 2 with a bowl game. Regular season win totals. We'll start with the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, the number is set at 10 and a half. However, you're getting plus odds if you go with the over at plus 116, minus odds on the under. So Vegas tipping their hand and telling you they're not really believers. Too much in Michigan hitting that eleven and one regular season. I am man. I, I you know they, they they have they have the pieces on both sides of the football. JJ was was massive improvement towards the end of the season. Yeah, he had the two picks, sixes in the bowl game. I get that in the first round of the playoffs, but the fact that he was able to still put the team on his back and make that game competitive in the second half was just incredible to see. The way he played versus Ohio State, the way he played in the Big Ten championship game. I think he, that was only his first season starting. I think he could take enough of a step forward along with, you know, Blake Corum is going to be back. He says he should be healthy to go by, by fall camp. You got the best running back in the country, a team that has kind of figured out how to beat Ohio State. Ohio State has to figure out who the hell their quarterback is going to be. I think, and you get Ohio State at home as well at the end of the season. It's a cupcake schedule. I mean, it's not as easy as Georgia, but their first four games of the season, Eastern Carolina, 
UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Then you're on the road versus Nebraska, rebuilding year. On the road versus Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. The hardest game on their schedule yeah. is going to be at Penn State November 11th. It's kind of like Georgia. Yeah. It's the same weekend I believe Georgia plays Tennessee. Like That's a big-time weekend for the big boys. But still, even if you lose that game, I think they should beat Ohio State for the third consecutive year this year. So give me Michigan with that 10.5. I think they beat Penn State anyways. Um, the schedule is just too easy for them. They're, they're, they're more talented. They've gotten to the point right now they're more talented than everyone else on their schedule. They know it. They believe it. They bully you. They punish you. And I think they're going to do it for a third straight year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to do a little gambling gamesmanship here because Ohio State is also at 10.5 wins. Now, interestingly, minus odds for Ohio State on both the over and the under. So Vegas thinking Ohio State's maybe slightly better. Uh, I would take the over with both, right? Uh, mm. Because one of them certainly will hit. And again, I don't know that I'm enough of a believer in James Franklin. I think that both will not hit the same way that they both hit this last year. Where are you going on Ohio State? I'm going to go under. I think they're 10-2. Okay. I, I think there's more there's 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 more of, of of a potential with them because of that Notre Dame game. You look at their schedule and I say Michigan, like, okay, how many games could they possibly lose? And realistically, if they played really good football, maybe versus Penn State and maybe versus Ohio State. So can they yeah. split those two? Yeah, I think they can. You look at Ohio State, there's a third one in there that is 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 on the road early on the season, week four versus Notre Dame, as you're still breaking in a new quarterback. As you're breaking in a new OC, you know, are they going to be ready to go to 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 play a, a Marcus Freeman team that should be better on both sides of the football next year? I, I'm not extremely confident there. Plus, you obviously you play Penn State and then you're on the road versus Michigan. I would lean more towards over Michigan under Ohio or yeah, under Ohio State, that 10 and a half number. Oh, okay. I love that. Uh, Georgia, regular season wins over under 11 and a half. So essentially, this is, do you think they'll go undefeated or not? And uh, uh, if you do, you're going to get plus odds here for all you Bulldogs fans. Mm. You might want to act now. It's plus 116 to bet Georgia to go 12 and 0. And I hate to say it, but I'm going to bet them to go 12 and 0. Why wouldn't I? Yep. Okay, I mean, who are they going to lose to? Um, Tennessee? Tennessee is uh, it. That's it. Sure, Tennessee might be good, but then again, they're working in a new quarterback as well. Like Because of the time constraints, I didn't mention Hennon Hooker on a lot of those charts that we talked about to start the show, but like he scores highly in almost everything there. Like Hennon Hooker was great. I'm not sure uh, yet that Joe Milton can be that guy. So, Joe's a no, stud. Dude. Joe's a stud. Uh, Joe's okay, a stud. we'll see. We'll see. I, mean, I think he's a stud. I just, I just okay, think we'll see. Georgia's defense for two straight years have, has dominated this offense. They, they have it. They, they figured it out. They know what it takes, and they have the personnel to, to slow it down. And this is going to be, to me, I think possibly Georgia's best defense of the past three years, which is fucking scary. So I like Georgia going yeah. defeated. That's it. And, and, and for what we know about Georgia, they can get up for one game. Like that's the thing. This like, is they may be their coast best through defense. ten weeks. It's going to be their best. They can show for one Yes, it's going to be their best defense yes. the last three years. It could be their best defense the last three years. Yep. How, that I mean, how? How they were young? They keep last losing year. guys to the young. NFL. I mean, winner, yeah, winner. They didn't winner lose as many last year. They didn't lose as many last year or this year. There's They're no not losing way. as many this year. 
Go away, Schumann, and your new $1.9 million contract, your $800,000 raise to be a co-DC. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking Georgia go undefeated without a doubt. Like, not even thinking twice about it. Uh, All right, next on this list, uh, Colorado over under at four and a half. I already have a bet in on the over. I guess I'm just going over everybody so far. But um, I don't know. Actually, looking at Colorado's schedule, I don't feel great about the over four and a half. No. No, 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 no. I do not. It's it is a tough schedule. Uh, I'm gonna go under that four and a half. Yeah, I was all hyped yeah, on Prime then, when I made it. I like, no, dude. Even, listen, four four wins is an improvement. Four wins is an improvement yeah. for them. Um, but the Pac-12 is gonna be pretty damn good this year. It is a very very good Pac-12. Yeah, you get Utah at the end of the season too, which kind of sucks. You get you know their quarterback should be healthy by then. He should be healthy by the middle of the season, but. I mean, you kind of look at the schedule, like where are the wins at? You got to face on the road versus TCU, you know, Nebraska, which is more talented than you. You get them at home, then you're, you know, at Oregon, USC, uh, UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, Utah. It's just, it's, oh. it is tough to find five oh. wins in that schedule <laughs> with a Colorado team that won one game last year. So I know they're improved when it comes to talent. Ah, it's just I think the Pac-12 is gonna be pretty competitive next year. So give me under. I blame Ryan. I blame Ryan Brumley. He probably had me all hyped up on Prime, and we're playing some like cool highlights of him or something. And then I got fired up and placed a bet over uh, on the over. But I'm with you. I would bet the under if we were doing it today. Uh, Penn State over under nine and a half. Uh, So this is basically even like Penn State's getting some rope here. This is saying Mm -hmm. Penn State can still. can still lose to to uh, Michigan and Ohio State, but will they beat everyone else? And I'm a James Franklin hater. I'm going to go under. I'm going under the nine Ooh. and a half. I think they end up nine and three. I think they slip up somewhere else. I'm going to I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I think they I think they win one of those games. I think they beat Ohio State or Michigan. I think they're good enough to do that. They finally got some running backs. They recruited well. Um, you know they get all in the quarterback. I mean, can he get? Can he be that five star that that we kind of got a glimpse of last year? And if he is, that offense is going to be rolling. So I'll take the over. I think they they split one of those games, and if not, I still think they 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 win out the rest of them. Tennessee over under nine and a half wins. Over. Peace. Over. What? God, why are we picking over in all these? That's what I'm saying. That's a fucking red flag. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? Why? Uh, why do you? Why are we so sure that Tennessee is going to go nine and a half? So they got to win ten games. Oh, I'm going to go when under. No, 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 no. We'll go under. We'll go under. Yeah. We'll go under. Nine and three we'll feels under. great for Tennessee next year. Nine and three with a yeah. chance to get to ten and three in the bowl game. That feels like exactly what Tennessee is going to do next year. Yeah. I think it's a good spot. I'm with you. Give me uh, the under. Notre Dame over under eight and a half wins, completely even odds on both sides of the equation. You just made Paul Farrington's day saying that you think that Notre Dame could potentially get Ohio State. Uh, it sounds like you're a Notre Dame believer, Aaron Murray, which, by the way, I think I am. I think even though I hate losing yep. Tommy Reese, I think I'm taking uh, the over here. I, I think I, I think I'm going Notre Dame get nine wins. What did you say? Eight and a half? Yeah, it's eight and a half. Eight and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half. I'll take, I'll take it too. I like nine. You get, you have three games. You got to get. You get Navy week one, which I think is great because you have now. You know, you always want to play that game first. Get it out of the way. You can prepare for it. You get more time to kind of figure out the triple option during off season. 
you know, they're going to work it on in spring. They're going to work out in fall camp. You're going to have a solid plan to try and slow that, 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 and plus you're fresh too. You, know, you got fresh knees. It kind of sucks because it kind of, you know, screws your defense up a little bit, but then you got Tennessee state afterwards. So I think they'll have a great game plan to slow down that triple option. You know, you get Ohio state at home, the tough games, USC at home too. You know, the tough games are going to be at Clemson, you know, November 4th is, is going to be a doozy, but I think they have the better quarterback and you know, I feel if you have the better quarterback, you have a chance to win. So, um, Give me over Notre Dame that eight and a half. Yeah, that's tough, man. I don't like them in any of those three matchups, but I like them in all the others. Imagine that. That's how Vegas does it. Um, LSU over under set at eight and a half. I Ooh, mean, you know, easy like money. if you're asking me yes or no, uh, does that's a bear shit money. in the woods and then eat a ton of salmon and blueberries before it goes to sleep for six fucking months? Yup. Am I going to take LSU over eight and a half? Yup. Hell yeah, dude. Give me LSU the overhit last year easily, like seven weeks into the season. Give me LSU over the eight and a half win total. Don't even need to look at the schedule. And Brian Kelly, we trust. I'm a full cult of Kelly believer. I'm with if you. If LSU I'm with you. goes eight and four, they're going to be ready to burn Baton Rouge to the ground. Yes, yes, very fair, bro. That's a great point. Uh, like, like that, that actually should be a major red flag. Um, uh, that, that should be a major red flag potentially for Baton Rouge fans because that's showing that maybe I do think they are, lose. Are, I do think they lose week one though. They're gonna lose week one. Everyone's gonna freak out. You're such a um, little bitch about Florida State. But then they'll they'll go ten and two. They'll go ten and two. Mike Norvell, more like Mike Borvell. Okay, he got lucky last season it with really a brand is the brand new beautiful thing about college football is that if LSU beats Florida State, they're gonna be like. LSU, sneaky national champion. And if LSU loses to Florida State, <laughs> is yep. Brian Kelly overrated? Yeah, like, hell yeah. Run, yep. People will be hell running yeah, him baby. out of town. That would be our fucking headline. We already have our headline one way or the Correct. other. For yes, that, we already that, have our headline so, for the, the Monday. Is that, like, is that a Sunday, that's a Sunday night show, too. Yeah, that's game, the, so. the next Monday, September 5th. We, or is it Monday night? We have two thumbnails. With Disparity. Disparity of narrative, like disparity of results is what makes sports so great, right? The larger mm -hmm. the disparity in terms of heartbreaker gladness, the, the the more fun it is to watch because everything that's on the line. I will say this, the over eight and a half for LSU, minus 132, whereas the under is plus 108. So they're telling you a little bit that they too are feeling probably over there. Uh, and then finally, the Hawkeyys, everybody's Who favorite team. Who picked uh, this one? No, chill out, dude. I love the Haw Hawkeyes. Who are fun to talk about. I mean, I think, I think Nebraska art. should be in there. Uh, Brum, explain yourself. Why are the Hawkeyes Nebraska? Nebraska and Iowa. The available win totals on FanDuel right now. Oh, okay, okay. And Iowa legal gambling state. That's why. Yeah, hell yeah, good. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's our girl from Iowa? The content creator that I think is so funny. Uh, why Lucy Roden. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, shout out Lucy Roden, the number one Iowa follow on the internet. Um, unfortunately for Lucy, I got to go with the minus 164 under the eight and a half. Yeah. I just cannot trust Brian Ferentz's offense enough to push them nope. to nine and three at this Big Ten. I just can't do it. Nope, nope, nope. Give me the under. God, that's so bad. Look at their schedule too, man. I, I, I love at Penn State. At Wisconsin, at Nebraska, mm. um, eesh, 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 oh God. at Iowa State. I really haven't even considered Luke Fickle in any of this math I know. this entire day. Yeah, uh, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, baby. Let's go. 
That's what I'm saying. Does Fickle just get like a like kind of like a chill year though, where we don't really judge him? Where it's like, okay, nah. whatever, dude. I think I think it's a big enough brand at Wisconsin where expectations are going to be. You, he he still needs to win eight games for them to be happy year one. Eight games? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, I'd, yeah, 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 for sure, eight and for four sure. Is a good first yeah, year. Yeah, eight and four, I think eight four, four is a very good first year. Did. Well, especially because do they play? Hmm, now I got to do a Wisconsin schedule. They play. They play. They play Ohio State. They play Ohio okay, State. but they don't have to get Michigan. They don't get Michigan. It's actually a pretty easy schedule. Ah, bro, this Buffalo, is looking State, like a Georgia nine. Southern. This is looking like a nine and three. Like Luke Fickle might need yeah. to go nine and three with this. I know they were bad last year, but they don't play anybody. I mean, Washington State's not bad actually. That's a little frisky. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, can Burt do it again to Illinois? But still, if you're Luke Fickle, Wisconsin, you just need to be in Illinois. Like that's just not allowed to lose to them. Um, we all know that Matt Rule and Nebraska are going to be the premier uh, program here in a little bit, but maybe not right now. Yeah, no, I'm changing. I think Wisconsin has to go nine and three for uh, their fans to be really excited. By the way, Matt Rule held his first spring practice as the head coach of Nebraska, mm. and he had it at 5 a.m. because he's a man, and he wanted to make sure these kids are good and ready to go for the day. Uh, not really. He did have it at 5 a.m., but it was because of some weird scheduling thing. I don't know. Has Georgia started spring ball yet? Yeah, we're 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 really day four tomorrow. Yeah, they had first yeah. practice last Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So day four. I mean, tomorrow. I just I just figured there was so much like work to be done on kind of fixing the culture and everything that I, I I'm, know. I'm kind it of is, I'm just kind of shocked that y'all are uh, Kirby's head's about to know. explode right now with with how bad the culture is. I mean, my I mean, goodness. look, dude. I mean, I don't know. Dude. Don't fucking like, clip man. that, bro. Do not clip that. Yes, yes. Well, we are clipping it. In fact, we'll probably talk about Georgia culture a bit on tomorrow's show. We also have the curious case of Tom Herman, who now has just clip, uh, popped up at FAU. Uh, assistants continue to get paid max money. The Big Ten's trying to figure out their schedule. Did you see the Larsa Pippen clip, Aaron Murray? Do you know who Larsa Pippen I is? Not. Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. This Let's do this, this woman. Went on. I'm going to leave y'all with this uh, as I barrel right through Brum's objections. This woman claimed on the Andy Cohen show, you know, the guy that does all the Bravo shows, uh, mm -hmm. that her and Scottie Pippen for 23 years straight had sex four times a day, seven days a week. Four times a day, seven days a week. Unbelievable. Lovely. Just cannot, cannot be true. It's gonna I be guess, me after I get snipped. I don't just think it's to get beautiful. all the bad, bad demons out of me. Dude. I think that sounds like torture. I mean, <laughs> three times a week is great. Everybody's happy. Yeah. You're doing your job. Like it's mm -hmm. not too much. Four times a day. I I'm sweating thinking about it. I'm getting anxious. Like like what, are you, what who are you? What what kind of impossible bar are you holding yourself to? Just go to sleep. <laughs> just just go do anything. Go talk to your kids. Hey, when is that good, away. T? When it's that good, I ain't gonna judge someone for it. If, There's if, nothing if you still that love good. it. There's <laughs> nothing know? that good. It's, it's physically no, Obviously it's physically impossible yes. for something to be that good to be four times uh, a day. They, they beg to differ. They beg to differ. 23 years straight. Please get the hell out of here, dude. Uh, insatiable, I suppose. Mm. All right. Look, we love you. Another episode of Staffs Book. We're so happy to be back. Let's regain. Um, uh, shout out Riley Hinton. says Michigan, JJ in year two, more pod presence, 12 and 0. Okay. We're going to see. 
But uh, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's have fun hanging out throughout the week. We'll be on AMP at noon Central, one Eastern tomorrow, and back live here two p.m. Eastern, one Central. Normal schedule this week. We love you. Please like the post, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Thank you to Fanduel and a thank you to uh, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Adam Gracia, and who is that adorable little doggo right there, Aaron? Yeah, Paul. What? 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 Paul Harper, like Harper, Harper. Oh, 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 no. oh! Hi, Harper. Okay, that was weird. That's what you did. Uh, Harper. Uh, okay. Well, we love you, Aaron. You have a good radio show, and we love you, everybody in the chat, hanging out with us. You should all listen to Snaps four times a day, and you'll be mm. as satisfied as Larsa Pippen is. We'll see you tomorrow. Holla. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.